0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. It's Jessica, and I'm so glad you're here. I know a lot of you uh, really enjoyed last week's episode about the coronavirus from Corona. (laughs) My kids are now off school until at least April 30th, but we're being told by the governor of California and others that it's highly likely we will not be returning this school year. that's a lot to wrap your mind around, right? How is it going where you are? I know it varies from state to state and restrictions are different and everything, but I think this can be such a beautiful unifying time if we allow it to be that. This is such an opportunity to slow down, to turn down the volume of the world's voices in our life and really focus in on our family. And I think that's really beautiful. My guest today is Dr. Mary Wild. She is a board-certified pediatrician, and she is also an expert helping families address childhood anxiety. She's also a mom of eight, so today we're gonna talk about what she thinks is the most important thing to know about COVID-19 right now, her recommendations as a pediatrician, and then also how we can address people's rising anxieties about the virus, about being home with our kids, helping our kids to navigate this, and a lot of talk just about the questions we can pose to our kids to help them work through this unprecedented time. Mary is such a saint to be on the show last minute, and I'm so excited for you to hear my conversation with Dr. Mary Wild. All right, I'm so excited to be talking with Dr. Mary Wild today. Hi, Mary. Hello, Jessica. How are you? I'm great. We're all kind of um, making adjustments here, but Doing well. Yeah, exactly. I am so excited to be chatting with you. You are a board-certified pediatrician. You're a mom of eight, so you have lots of (laughs) real-life experience dealing with what we're facing right now with the coronavirus. Um, You're also the owner of Imaginative Pediatrics Behavioral Health and Wellness in St. George. So we're not only going to talk about COVID-19 and what you as a pediatrician and mother think we should know right this second, but we're going to focus a lot about helping our kids navigate this because we've never done this before. We've never gone through something quite like this. And I think what's especially unifying right now is that we're all facing the same challenge. We've never, I mean, at least in my in my lifetime, faced right. something quite like this. And so I think there is, there's beauty actually in it, as well as some really important insights and understanding we can use to navigate this Better, knowing full well that we have no idea what we're doing, right? <laughs> Definitely. I mean, it
1: is a very um, singular experience that we're all having, and but I love how you say that it's a unifying experience for us, even on a global level. Mm. That as we can connect with each other, kind of, and experience our common humanity together, there's something actually very beautiful about that. Even though
0: there's uncertainty and um, and struggle. Yeah. I keep using the word opportunity for this, right? Like there is such an incredible opportunity to be had even with the scary stuff, even with the uncertainty, even with the fact that many people's lives are going to be dramatically altered by this, whether it's physically, financially, mentally, you know, things like that. This is an incredible opportunity that we have to, to band together to put our faith into practice if we're a person of faith, to look outside of our homes with social distancing and do what we can to contribute. And I think that's what's so weird, and we're going to talk about that, but, like, all my normal go-tos when I'm, like, in crisis and when other people are in crisis is to, like, drop off food and check up on them in person and invite them out for a walk or have their kids over for a play date to relieve them. And a lot of those things are taken off the table, Mary. This is so hard.
1: So we have to get creative.
0: We do, we do. Okay, so tell me, from a pediatrician's perspective, put on your pediatrician hat, what, we're recording this on, what's today's date? March 20th? I think so. March 20th, (laughs) 2020. What do we need to know right now about the coronavirus, COVID-19?
1: Yes. Well, as we all know, this is a shifting landscape. So, you know, the recommendations are changing, and also based on... Where you are, the recommendations may be different. So where you're listening from, you of course have to pay attention to the recommendations in your locality. But just some very basic important things that we all should be doing um, include really reviewing with our kids about how to wash their hands properly, using soap and water, washing for more than 20 seconds, or using a greater than 60% alcohol-based hand sanitizer. And they really have found that hand washing is superior to the hand sanitizer in this context but you know sometimes we don't have soap and water right there there's also if you have to cough and sneeze doing it in your elbow using a tissue trying to keep your hands off your face which is a mm-hmm. challenge for little kids you know keep your fingers out of your noses <laughs> um, and um also, you know, one of the main things is the idea of social distancing. And Jessica, I'll share with you one of my favorite articles really illustrating so well the purpose of social distancing and it's really been found to be one of the most effective ways to decrease the speed of spread of a very infectious illness. And and that's so important for many reasons. Um, even though sometimes the, you know, people say, oh, let's just get this over over with, let's just all get this and then move on in our lives. But, but really one of the main issues is that we can't all get this at the same time because our medical systems can't handle everyone at the same time. And so we have to sort of ration our resources and pace ourselves. And so while social distancing likely will decrease the number of total people that get covid nineteen, even if it doesn 't do that, what it will do is make sure that the curve of the people you know having it at the same time is flattened, so fewer people are having a critical experience with the illness at a given time, and so the medical system is not overwhelmed, and people can get the care they need because um, as we know, most people recover from. COVID-19, and that's a really important thing to keep in mind. Most people recover, but there is a small percentage of people, particularly those who are elderly or have um, a decreased immune function, um, that they may get into greater trouble. They may need ventilator support or other critical care support, and and there are a finite number of ventilators in a given hospital system. So um, just so we can avoid really hard decisions about who to treat, who not to treat. We really will benefit all by pacing pacing things by social distancing.
0: Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in real quick and thank a show sponsor and that is CauseBox. I just discovered this new favorite subscription of mine and it is so cool because this quarterly four times a year box is curated by women for women, and it's filled with all sorts of amazing products and brands that are ethical, sustainable, and have a positive mission to give back and make the world better. Isn't that so cool? So every CauseBox is limited edition, comes with six to eight full-size products, and you can get everything from skincare to jewelry to homewares to accessories. I got a fantastic traveling duffel bag that's canvas and striped, and it is like the cutest thing ever. The last four boxes I heard sold out within days, which I can believe because you get over $250 worth of products for only 50 bucks. My box is full of amazing products like the cutest little stud earrings, an insulated cup that was gorgeous, and I love knowing these brands are committed to ethical business practices. So if you're looking for a little sunshine on your doorstep during this quarantine, I would love for you to try out Causebox. It is so much fun. The best part is that I got my listeners a discount. Go to www.causebox.com slash extraordinary Moms and use the code Extraordinary Moms to get your first box for 30% off. As in, you go get your first box worth over $250 for less than $39. So go check out CauseBox right now. I can tell you firsthand, you are going to love it. All right, I think one of the problems with social distancing is that people kind of have different definitions of it. Like, what are you allowed to do, what not?
1: Yeah, because I think... Um, you know, they can cancel school, but if we then in succession call all the, our kids' classmates and make separate play dates with each one, right. then we're kind of negating the purpose. So, yep. you know, perhaps if we have a small cul-de-sac and, you know, there's one family that we interact with, that would be more ideal than if we're interacting with 10 families. But, you know, the better we can do at social distancing the better
0: it will be. Especially the, the early be. on, right? Especially right. in this critical time when more of us have been exposed because we've been more places. Hopefully, my hope I, is that we'll get to a window in a few weeks where we've all been apart enough that we uh, haven't been exposed uh, to new germs so that we could, you know, visit our parents or uh, visit, you know, people that, that are healthy, you know, who haven't had a temperature, who haven't been uh, exposed. I, You know, we can't really predict the future, but I would at least right. love that in the in the future for our own Sanity, oh, mm-hmm.
1: right? Because we have people that we care about that yes. are in these
0: vulv- vulnerable populations. Yes, so absolutely. Um,
1: one last thing I'd like to just highlight too about the importance of just supporting your immunity with a healthy diet, exercise, and sleep. Mm-hmm. Those things have always been important, and it's just a reminder to get back to those basics as well.
0: Thank so. you. Yeah, I think I think that is so so important. I've been a little bit confused, though, when I see charts put out where it says, like, the symptoms of COVID-19, the symptoms of the flu, the symptoms of, like, allergies. And it seems to me that the symptoms are all essentially the same, except for the fever. <laughs> so how do you know? I mean, if, if one of my little kids develops some of these symptoms, like my four-year-old has had a fever off and on for the last few weeks, he has a cough, things like that like, is it better just write out in the home because it is a virus and he's still breathing okay and he doesn't need immediate medical attention? Or what do you suggest in that case?
1: Yeah, I think you bring up a great point that there is a lot of overlap. And, you know, the fever, that would be something to differentiate between like a, an allergy versus uh, infectious illness. But um, in terms of trying to clinically tease out COVID-19 and influenza, I don't think that that's really reliably possible Mm -hmm. to do just by a symptom checklist. So um, really that would need to be done by testing, but you're right that the ideal situation, not only for, you know, your individual child, your family, but for public health is to just deal with it at home. Unless there is mounting reason to seek more help, Mm -hmm. like more breathing difficulty and, and things like that. But even if your child were to have COVID-19, they likely will get over it and recuperate within a few days. And, you know, it might be nice to know, so you would know in terms of infection control, like, what am I potentially spreading to people? Likely, a child who is in good health will recover well, and it's better to continue that self-isolation. And if you have questions, considering doing some telemedicine. I think that we may all need to rely a little more on that than perhaps we would have in the past. You know, I feel like in-person visits are superior, but in this circumstance, um, perhaps not.
0: Right. Yeah, I feel so much for the medical professionals and the people who are continuing to show up and put themselves at risk and be exposed and they have healthy families at home and you know it's it's a tremendous sacrifice that they're making yes. and I have the utmost respect for medical professionals, grocery store clerks, janitors, I mean everybody yes. that's still continuing to serve our community because they are essential, right? And yes. so the least we can do is do our part to to lessen their exposure and lessen the exposure to our fellow man right
1: right and I also just want to take a minute to just honor all of our listeners for the sacrifices they're making Mm -hmm. as they try to comply with the social distancing because I know everyone has sacrifices that they're making um you know people have had program programs abroad that they have applied for and and now have to stay home from Um, people have invested in wonderful programs for the kids they don't get to see their kids graduate on a typical commencement they you know so many so many people are giving up so much and and it's really an altruistic gift so I I want to honor the listeners for the sacrifices they are making
0: I do too and they're all so unique the things that kids are missing out on and adults are missing out on and yeah, the high school seniors. I just, oh, it just, the list goes on and on. So just holding space with love and compassion for everybody and just realizing we're all in this together and eventually, you know, the sun will shine again and things will go back to a new normal eventually. Right. But we just got to hang on and, and have that hope. That's really all we can do.
1: I totally agree. And yeah. and it is so beneficial to, to look forward at the horizon and, and yes. see that this will pass. It yes.
0: will. And the memes are just giving me life right now. I mean, I think it's totally fine not to diminish the seriousness of this. Obviously, it's a pandemic. That's a big, mighty word. I understand the severity of it. But you've got to just keep going however you can. And sometimes a little laughter can diffuse that. I saw a hilarious one that said, you know, in 1980 – Kids in school were writing about what 2020 would look like. They were writing about flying cars and robots serving you breakfast. And actual 2020, we're teaching each other how to wash our hands. Like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, that's so funny. And, it is. And I agree that laughter is so important. Yeah. And um, one post that I saw that was just just comforted my soul that someone had posted just a picture of a baby laughing.
0: Yes. A video
1: of a baby laughing, and it was just so joyful. I know. And I, I just loved it.
0: I did too. I do too. Yeah, I think the more that we can, and we can find that within our homes too. When we put down our phones, when we stop the manic compulsion, I understand that need. I'm in that mode as well. But I'm trying more and more to separate myself from nothing is changing so drastically hour to hour if we're already within our homes that can't wait until the afternoon or till night or whatever. And seeing my kids laugh and our kids pick up on how we are handling this. And this segues perfect into what we're going to talk about with anxiety because – I mean, okay. people that are already prone to anxiety, this is not helping. I thankfully was able to refill my anxiety medication via <laughs> via mail because I was supposed to go in this week to get it refilled. I'm just like, I'm not going in just for that. So thankfully that got worked out. But people that are prone to anxiety and then people that have never felt it before, I think they're understanding for the first time, oh, whoa, this is what it feels like to have that disequilibrium of, of of panic and worry and and, and spinning, right? So. Yes. Talk to me about what you are modeling for your kids right now. And how are you walking through this personally in your own family? You have eight kids. What's the age range of your children?
1: So two of my boys are out of the house. One is at college and one is serving as a missionary in Thailand, which is another question, you know, that we have to think about his well-being and um, being abroad and things. But um, then, so the age range is from four to 20. So, um, yes the there and and it's a blessing though to be able to kind of see this at all age
0: stages old. yeah um,
1: so i I love what you said though about being able to step away, and you know there's so much talk about, oh wow, there are so many online resources right now and but i I don't know about you, but when I turn on the computer, I feel something changing in my house <laughs> mm-hmm. and and there's something about a computer that it's very um singular and individualized, and so it pulls people. Kind of to look out a window from the house rather than looking inward at each other. And so I have tried to, you know, use some time to update myself and research. And but also, um, I really recommend that families and, and parents, you know, maybe limit their time of inquiry about the new updates to maybe five to 10, 10 minutes a day. That's probably sufficient yeah. to kind of get the new update and then yes there are some great online resources but um we don't have to use them you know mm-hmm. just cuz they're there we don't have to use them we we need to respond to the the way that we're feeling inside so um for example i recently was um looking at some different suggestions of educational ideas and for a while it felt really empowering and exciting and then it started feeling i started kind of shutting down i felt myself shut down inwardly 'cause I started getting overwhelmed and and we have to respond to that and, and recognize, okay, enough. And and so then I just stepped away. And I, I, I want moms to be able to trust themselves that they themselves, without any um Pinterest, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, they can come up with wonderful ideas through their own inspiration and wisdom for their own family and, and and use what they have, the resources they have in their own homes to, to create a wonderful environment of connection.
0: Hey everyone, I want to jump in again and thank another show sponsor and that is Relief Products. I know nobody's wanting to go to the doctor right now if you don't absolutely have to, so we have another healthy family hack for a more natural home. We know when your kids get pink eye, it can be a big deal and going to the doctor is the only option. Well, Pink eye relief eye drops in new PM ointment are made with 100% natural active ingredients that are safe for children ages two and up. So these eye drops have no stinging or fussing during application as soothing relief for common eye irritation such as redness, burning, watering, swelling, and more. And they won the 2020 Women's Choice Award as America's most recommended pink eye care. So stay out of the doctors right now. Stay healthy naturally with pink eye relief from the relief products. Available at Walgreens or you can visit www. Dot the relief today and enter promo code extraordinary moms at checkout for 50% off your order today offer expires June 1st. Thanks so much to the relief products for sponsoring this show and I hope your family is staying well. Let's keep going with Mary.
1: I think one of the important things is asking our kids questions. So, um, uh, recently at the dinner table, I just stopped and and said to my kids, so what have you heard about the, you know, coronavirus? And so they told us a little bit, and then I asked, how are you feeling about it? And it really opened my eyes, number one, to the things they knew already, you know, without me even talking much to them about it, and maybe some misconceptions they had as well, and then also recognizing where they individually needed a little bit of support, So I think, you know, we all have a lot of questions, but it's important to actually openly talk to our kids and maybe so we can developmentally appropriately address it, first kind of feel it out by asking them a question. What do you know? How do you feel? Mm. Um, and, And that can be really powerful.
0: So, yeah, I love that so much. And when you were talking about at first being excited about all the resources, I mean, really, it's astounding how many online educational resources are extending their services for free or for discounts, and really, we like we can all do this. We can all get our kids through the school year if we don't end up going back. My kids are out till at least April thirtieth, but you know, it's unlikely that they'll go back. Most likely in California, and just so you know, I'm in Corona, California. <laughs> yes, I heard that on a previous. That uh, so yeah. Excited. So that's that's a fun one. Um, so I'll I'll send you the I'll send you the meme of uh oh, who is it? Some Saturday Night Live person doing a funny face. And it's like when you tell people that you live in Corona and it's like this <laughs> eh, face. <laughs> but um, it is really neat. And if it's working for you, great. Last week in my episode, I talked about like we established our priorities. We established that we need to move every day. We move our bodies. We are going to do some education time. And it might look like Worksheets, but it might look like researching a topic you're curious about or watching a video on something you're curious about. But like some education time, reading uh-huh. will continue to be prioritized um, uh-huh. and writing. So this is a great time to do snail mail and send out right. letters to family, right? But it also gets your kids writing and, and keeping that, practice continuing, and then spirituality to kind of ground us into what we know is true. And that will definitely fill our bucket. So if we do those things, everything else is going to be okay, right? And um, right. But going along with that as well, as you're searching for, you know, how to educate your kids and am I good enough homeschool mom and I never thought I'd be a homeschool mom and all this stuff. Educating your kids on the basics of problem-solving, Navigating a pandemic, uh, (laughs) taking in information, working through worry and anxiety, teaching them how to cook out of their pantry instead of just going out to the grocery store. I mean, these life skills, when else has our plate been so wiped clean where we have the opportunity, again that word, the opportunity to do these things and be intentional and have this space. So I think that education... Is precious and important, just as important as some of these other things in these online programs and the homework that and packets that your teachers may be sending home, and that's great too. You just get to decide. Right.
1: Yes, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And and I'm with you. I like the idea of having just a few priorities a day of saying, you know, we're gonna do some type of education, we're gonna do something that feels more like productive around the house we're going to do some playing or having fun mm-hmm. and we're going to do something you know I as a mom I need to do something for myself to stay grounded because like you said and like we all acknowledge we don't know how long this is going to last and and um I think it's important to keep in mind that sometimes we don't know if we're running a sprint or a marathon yeah. but it's very different yeah. if you're running a marathon it's especially important to refuel and so I really want to emphasize to parents that that one of the most important things for they that they can do for their kids is to anchor themselves so they can be solid and a solid resource for their kids and it's it's doing the things that you're talking about the spiritual grounding the um you know just taking time for some self-care and I know that you know it might feel impossible when all of a sudden everyone's home and everyone's there and everyone's needing things but this is especially the important time that we as parents need to do this i do i at the end of the episode here at the end of our conversation i will offer a free ebook that i have written but it's called your road to calm stress detox in the modern family and um i wrote it you know a couple months ago not even you know seeing this this coming but um one section in that book, it talks about rituals of renewal. Mm -hmm. And it is so important to have these rituals and they can be five minutes, but it makes such a difference for the day. If you take five minutes for yourself, just to ground yourself, maybe, um, just taking a bath and pausing a little bit to enjoy the, the water or the bubbles or, you know, stopping and having an herbal tea or, you know, something that just helps you feel like okay i took care of myself for a minute today mm-hmm. um i think that's really really important
0: um yeah and i've heard a lot about um thinking intentionally about incorporating the five senses in these uh, renewal practices uh, so yeah. So so, you know, kind of a bath gets a bad rap, right, for self-care. Like go take a bath or whatever. But like the actual act of being in the bathtub, feeling the water swirling, seeing the bubbles, feeling the texture, like that mm-hmm. is incredibly grounding. And um mm-hmm. I think we underestimate that. And so it's not just, oh, get yourself a cup of tea, but it's it's smelling the tea, feeling the warmth. If we can exactly. if we can be more mindful of those <clears throat> those senses and and instead of just like guzzling down the tea or doing it while we're doing something (laughs) else or whatever, you know, like that's, but that's our norm. That is what we have been doing up until March 13th or whatever that final day was where it's like, yeah, Friday the 13th when everything went to, you know, it's like, that's what we were doing. That's how we were living and no more. Right. And, and I think
1: it's so important to pause and and self-care isn't just some uh, you know, another thing we put on our list yes. of check boxes it's it's something we actually it's an invitation to actually participate in um because so we can we can do everything we do in a dissociated state mm-hmm. where we're not taking in the experience or we can actually be present and experience it. Mm-hmm. so um I just think that that is so vital. You know, we talked a little bit about questions, asking our kids questions, and I think um as we're dealing with you know, anxiety and um, our worries, then I think questions are very important to evaluate because there are disempowering questions and there are empowering questions. So, for example, you know, we could take a lot of time saying, what if, what if this, what if that? Um, Or we could ask, what can I do right now? Uh, We could ask ourselves, why can't I you know, why can't I do this? Why can't, why can't I be a perfect mom where my house is organized while all my kids are here? Do my kids have to fight? You know, why, why do we have to miss the things we're missing? Or we could ask, how can I, how can I make this happen? Um, We can ask, what do my kids most need right now? You know, Mm. if, if there are less than ideal things going on. So I think it's important to evaluate the questions that we're asking and ask questions that are empowering. Hmm. And as we can do that as parents, then we can be more grounded. Um, so I don't know how many of your listeners have, you know, had a teenage child that they <laughs> have taught how to drive, which is very angst anxiety
0: provoking. <laughs> sure, I'm sure. Do you have a class on that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I just think about, you know, you know, this is something I've been through recently with a few of my kids. And um, you know, when they're driving along the road and having to learn how to look over their shoulder, um, a lot of times we start veering out of our lane. You know, um, but really that looking over the shoulder is kind of like an inquiry. It's it's asking a question like who's there on the side, you know, what's around me. And um, we have to learn and we have learned as parents, as drivers, we've learned how to stay in our lane. We've learned how to be able to ask questions, you know, of our surroundings as we drive without like veering out of our lanes. And I think, you know, that's the same with this COVID-19. We don't know everything. We will have questions. We need to stay in our lane, stay focused on what our true priorities are and keep going Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a long road trip with a lot of kids in the car which (laughs) which i've I've experienced you know we did a three-day road trip with all 10 of us that (laughs) that was beautiful it was it truly was you know i think that asking good questions and staying focused will will get us a long way right now
0: all right one last sponsor This show is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Most of you listening have your kids at home with you right this second. And you may be going through cereal like crazy, like I am. But you can't always feel good about the types of ingredients that are in your kid's cereal, right? Well, this sponsor, Magic Spoon, is a new cereal company that's discovered a way to recreate your favorite childhood cereals with zero sugar, 12 grams of protein and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. Are you with me? (laughs) Magic Spoon offers four flavors based upon all time classics like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, plus a variety pack that lets you try them all. Magic Spoon spent over a year working with the best food scientists and chefs in the world to recreate the taste and texture of classic sugary cereals, but without all that junk that makes them horrible for your teeth. You can feel good about serving these to your kids. I love the fruity and frosted flavors personally. I think they are so delicious and my kids don't even realize they're eating something different than the normal junk that they ask for in the grocery stores, right? So I seem like a cool mom during the quarantine when they're eating Magic Spoon. <laughs> Breakfast is important and it should be exciting. So go to magicspoon.com EMP to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code EMP at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash EMP and use code EMP for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast and I hope that this is another food item to add to your pantry that will get you through the quarantine a little happier. Now let's finish up my conversation with Mary. I think with questions that we ask our kids, sometimes we're so quick to launch into what we want to tell them that we forget to ask them what they want to know, what they actually what they exactly. need. And depending upon your child's ages, like it's it's varies obviously. So you have to do what, you know, works for your family system. But um, you know, I think about this a lot for, you know, questions about puberty and you know intimacy and things like that it's like sometimes we come at them with our game plan of like here's (laughs) here's the monologue and their eyes are glazed over and they're just like hit by a truck like (laughs) what just happened but really when we can just say like oh what do what do you know or what are your friends saying about whatever or you know and, and it's the same exact thing with this i mean my kids will play games, um, you know, online with some of their friends and my son will take his headphone off real quick and be like, mom, is California locked down? are they shutting are they shutting down everything you know and this is like last week before california was literally like happened. locked down last night yeah. but um so this is before yeah. and i'm like no no he's like is everybody going to stand out with guns on the corners telling people to get back in their houses like kids are going to talk so realizing keeping your kids from information not helpful but providing the right information based upon their actual inquiry very helpful
1: yes and i will share some um links with you that you can Amazing. post of some of the most helpful educational materials that I've found for kids so parents oh, will have great. something that you know they can go to and say you know let's take a look at this together um mm. and when it's it's a uh, it's really meant for a child audience that that makes a difference because it's important to make sure that as we're consuming media that we're not necessarily doing it with an audience that we are you know allow ourselves to be a little bit of a filter and and are selective about which um voices that we bring in as the messengers of,
0: of this pandemic. <laughs> yes. And what a beautiful time to be the main messenger finally, you know, unless they're running rampant on the internet, right? Like right. they're not having the world's input right, right now as readily as they ever have. And what? Awesome. Who could have seen that coming? Who could have thought of a way to, to turn down the world's voice in our kid's head? Right. I think it's beautiful. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's sad and tragic, but such an opportunity. And we do have to see the good parts of it. We, have we to. do have to do that. Mm-hmm. We do. Okay, so we could talk forever and ever, and I'll probably just have you back on once everything calms down to to talk more about addressing anxiety. Um, my second grader struggles with anxiety a lot, and um, huh. made massive leaps and bounds by seeing the school counselor um, once we moved to. Corona um, last year. So anyway, I mean, it's just something that's so dear to my heart, helping our kids and, you know, meeting them where they're at. Um, Because I think there's a lot of conversation around acknowledging our own adult mental health. But I don't know. There's We still have a long way to go with helping our children through. And we might see symptoms that we don't relate to anxiety or stress or depression or things like that. But they are really – clinical, hormonal, chemical things that, that we can address at the root versus just being like, Oh, just get out there. Go, go play, go play, go introduce yourself. No, no, no. Right. Right? Right. Yeah.
1: And I would love to come back and talk with you further about that. In fact, you know, the focus of my practice is helping kids with anxiety. And I, I take an integrative approach where I really focus on mind, body, and spirit Mm -hmm. strategies and really helping kids see the connection between their mental health and the healthy foundation that they create for themselves as well with sleep, exercise, nutrition and so just looking at anxiety from a very holistic standpoint. So I, yeah. I think we could have a great conversation about that. I
0: in the agree. Future. I totally agree. Well for people where their interest is peaked and they they have time on their hands and online yeah. courses have never been so popular, right? Tell everybody where they can find you, a few resources that you would recommend you know, just checking out again. These are just options, right? We just want to provide options for people. And if this is too much or whatever, you know, just address the here and the now. And for some of you, anxiety may be your here and now. And so this may be able to help. Um, But, yeah, tell people where they can find you and a few of your offerings.
1: Yeah, so um, my website is at drmarywild.com. So that's D-R-M-A-R-Y-W-I-L-D-E.com. And you can also connect with me on Instagram, at marywild.com. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, at Mary mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And so, at that that um, website has kind of a quick pick list of of different resources that I offer, like my online anxiety course for kids and parents, and uh, uh, the place where you can um, click and get my free ebook about stress detox. Um, and um, I also on that main page have links to some of my favorite education, excuse me, <coughs> educational resources for coronavirus. So if you scroll down a little bit, um, I have different links um, for you know a place to find um, some free uh, imagery practice that kids can go through some meditations and um, a link to. A wonderful podcast teaching kids about health coronaviruses spread and um you know there are some wonderful ways um that we can wonderful resources out there so i'll put links there and then jessica i'll also share some with you that you can post as well if you'd like
0: oh amazing amazing well i hope the information about specifically COVID 19 and our conversation surrounding anxiety i hope that helped people exactly where they're at i feel like this was such a relevant conversation, you know, a week into having my kids at home and everything, you know, there's good days, there's good moments, there's hard moments. And I think as we're navigating this, we can get anxious simply over the fact that we don't know what we're doing, right? Even if you're not traditionally an anxious person. So um, these are such great food for thought. I love the question you asked your child, what do you know and how do you feel? If we can just start there with our kids, the other questions will unfold, but thinking about productive questions, um, solution-based questions, things like that. Like, yes, 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 yes. We need more of that. Well, Mary, I always ask my guests one final question on the podcast, and it is this. What would you tell your pre-motherhood self? Mm, that's such a, a beautiful question. I I would
1: just... I don't know. I think I would just give her a big hug because <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, I think motherhood is such a beautiful, beautiful journey, and um, and it's it's some, a journey that you take and learn as you go. Mm. Um, it's not a journey that you have a manual for. But I I, I would say trust yourself.
0: What would you tell your pre COVID nineteen self? <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> were you oh, ho- were you me. were you hoarding toilet paper? What are you hoarding? <laughs>
1: well, um, I don't know that I would do things that much differently. Mm. Maybe I would have told my kids to wash their hands and taught them how to the twenty second hand washing rule a little yeah. earlier. But yeah. but I, like you expressed on on your previous podcast, I feel very um, happy to be in a situation where. You know, I I have most of most of what I need, I have my family around me, I'm used to being with my family. So in some ways, not a lot has changed mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for that. Um, You know, we have to kind of just live each day like we always have in the ways that we can and focus on what's important and, and that's the same advice for always.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I liked how you said before, like, you don't know if you're preparing for a sprint or a marathon. I think we can all just anticipate, train for the marathon. And if you need to end up sprinting, <laughs> fine. Like if it's, if it's shorter, fantastic. fantastic. But I would definitely start training for the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Good
1: advice. Thank Mary, you so much for having me, Jessica. Thank you. This
0: was such an informative conversation. I'm so grateful for the work that you do and are doing. And I hope you'll come back when things are okay. more normal. <laughs> okay she just love mary mary's so awesome i cannot believe she has eight kids you couldn't see her on the screen but you can go over to extraordinarymomspodcast.com to see a picture of her her beautiful family and there's no way she has a 20 year old there's no way <laughs> she has found the fountain of youth thank you so much to dr mary wilde for coming on for sharing with us updates on covid 19 what we need to know And I just love the idea of separating ourselves from the constant barrage of news and updates because that will inevitably heighten our anxiety. There's nothing so drastic happening hour to hour that it can't wait a little bit longer so that you can enjoy the presence of your family and your children and being in the moment, right? So we're all just figuring this out. There's no right or wrong way to do this unless you're literally having birthday parties at trampoline parks right now, probably. (laughs) That's probably the wrong way to do it. But um, other than that, we're all in this together. If there's anything that I can do for you specifically, please reach out. If there's any more information or guests you think I should have on the show about this topic, I don't want to oversaturate you with information, but my hope is just to provide you some healthy respite, some adult conversation around this from hopefully level-headed moms like me and my guest who are hopeful so so hopeful about the future and who are compassionate about the hardship of this for people as well i hope to provide you a realistic look at what it looks like in my home how we're navigating this so that you can realize you're not alone there's going to be good days and hard days and without a doubt though i know we will get through this we will be stronger from it our families will be strengthened through this if we choose to capitalize on this incredible opportunity so go to extraordinarymomspodcast.com i'm linking everything that mary talked about today her childhood anxiety course she's providing a free ebook for you guys about bringing more calm into your life i think that would be such a wonderful investment of your time right now if you are looking for things to educate yourself and um just promote that self-care, really. Take care of yourselves. You cannot pull from an empty well. So make sure you're taking care of yourselves, everybody. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica dolquist 3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in today and we will see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.